Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes. Okay, today we're talking about leaky gut. Now, this is, it's, it's one of those um, anatomist denialists, uh, because if you look at a lot of the medical websites or the standard allopathic websites, oh my gosh, it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist. Except you can see it on x-ray, you can see it on uh, colonoscopies, you can demonstrate it physiologically. We know what causes it, and we know what symptoms are present when it's there. But it doesn't exist. Yeah, right. Okay, so let's go into normal. When you're talking about a leaky gut, now this is hugely important, particularly when you're talking about the function of the gut. Hippocrates says death begins in the colon. And 80% of your immune system is in the colon. Serotonin is produced and stored in the colon, about 90% of it. So when you're talking gut dysfunction, uh, weakened immune system, autoimmune, inflammation, I mean, this is devastating. So first you have to look at what leaky gut is, what the symptoms are associated with it, what causes it. Now, we're going to do a rough overview. Since the entire month, April is devoted to digestion, I want you to own this. So we're going to run over just what digested is. Digestion is your ability to take in nutrients, and we're talking everything is going to be taken in your system. And this could be protein, fats, carbohydrates, plant products, animal products. Um, If you're in the medical world, you're going to be taking in medications. You're going to be taking in, uh, if you're getting fast food, you're going to be taking in chemicals. So anything you put in your mouth, your body's going to try and break it down to its nutrient consistencies or or constituents and utilize it. So you're going to try and break those fats to fatty acids and proteins to um, amino acids and carbohydrates into usable sugars. So anything you put in your mouth is going to go through this digestive process of the esophagus, then it's going to be going in the stomach, then into the duodenum, then the jejunum, the ileum, and then it's going to be dumped into the intestinal tract. Now, all along this intestinal tract in this digestive process, all the veins that lead out of here go into the liver. It's called the porticaval system. Now, this drains in, so you got this nutrient-rich blood that's going through the wall of the intestinal tract. Now, this all drains into the liver, which is a giant enzyme factory. So that means when you eat that broccoli, it gets filtered through the wall of the intestinal tract into the liver, and the liver breaks it down into protein, fats, and carbohydrates. That means when you take that Tylenol, it goes through the wall of the intestinal tract into the um, liver. You take the aspirin, the antibiotic, the um, uh, blood pressure medication. It all has to be filtered through the wall of the intestinal tract. If you take that MSG, that that um, burger from uh, you know McDonald's, you know what, whatever you're taking in your system, it has to be gone through this digestive tract, filtered through the wall of the intestinal tract, and it's that nutrient-rich blood is sent over to the liver. And the liver is going to break down this nutrient-rich 
blood or chemical rich blood depending on what you put in your system and the liver is going to process it break it down and then put it in the bloodstream because the liver drains into into what's called the inferior vena cave and then this goes directly to the heart and then the heart passes it off to the lungs the lungs oxygenate that nutrient rich blood sends it back to the heart and then the heart Tunnels it down through the entire system so the nutrients are going to be utilized by the organ systems and the organs or the muscles. So this is how your body survives. This is how the entire um, system has worked for millennia, for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So any species on our planet that has a digestive problem Okay, and, and just think of this. If a deer or an antelope or a caribou comes up to your office and says, hey, look, I've got a leaky gut, some digestive disorders, are you going to think it's hereditary? No. Are you going to think it's genetic? No. Are you going to think it's something they ate? Yes. So you've got to look at environmental stimulus. Okay, so because digestive tracts have worked for thousands and thousands and thousands of generations, then we got to know that there's some type of problem with this system. So now let's find out what the system is. Because when you think of all this nutrient-rich blood going through the wall of the intestinal tract, anything that can damage the intestinal tract or damage that wall of the intestinal tract can have a problem. So now, uh, I'm going to show you what it shows up like on uh, an x-ray. But just know that when we're talking leaky gut, if a person's under stress, because you've got to look at the stress level, because the nervous system initiates this, this muscular movement. It's called peristalsis. The nervous system initiates this, and we have two halves of the nervous system. One part keeps you alive under stress. That's the sympathetic nervous system. That's the fight or flight. Now, under stress, your body is going to decrease nerve supply to the intestinal tract, and that's going to decrease this peristalsis. Now, so that movement um, through the intestinal tract is governed by the nervous system. So if you're under chronic stress, you're not going to have healthy movement through that system. Does that make sense? It has to. And so we have to look at what it shows up like on a human body. And I'm going to show you a couple of pictures of what we see on x-ray because when you're looking at um, the bowel or the gut, you should see the Magenblas or gas bubble on top of the stomach, and that should look like just a really pretty half moon. Then when you're looking at the intestinal tract, you should see the colon on the right-hand side, which is the ascending colon. You should see the transverse colon or the colon that goes across the body, and then the descending colon or the colon on the left-hand side. And you're going to be seeing this in the form of uh, bowel gas that may be in the large intestine or fecal material. But you're going to see it. It's about the width of a stool. Uh, not stool that you would sit on, but stool that would evacuate your body. So you're looking for this width, this certain space in there. And if you see an abnormal space where the intestinal tract is expanded out and exploded, 
uh, that is means that you have loss of integrity of the wall of that intestinal tract. So that means compromised blood supply, nerve supply, or a toxic effect. And I'm going to show you what that looks like. Now, when we look at diverticulum or an outpouching of the intestinal tract, you can even look at an, um, an inward movement, which is called a polyp. But look at the intestinal tract in a different way. I want you to look at it as a muscular tube. Now, this muscular tube, it's a muscular tube that has this wave that runs through it. So what controls the integrity of a muscular tube? Either blood supply or nerve supply. So if you have compromised blood supply or nerve supply, then you're going to have a weakening of that wall. And depending on where that weakening is, the intestinal tract, instead of being a solid, healthy muscular tube, is going to in-pouch, that's called a polyp, or out-pouch, that's called a diverticulum. Now, what are some of the causes of gut damage? Well, we're going to touch on general areas. One of the things is an alteration in the nervous system. That means that if you're under chronic physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your body's going to be under these stress responses, and that's going to be decreasing peristalsis or decreasing nerve supply to the gut. See, when we're under stress, think of an animal being chased by a, a tiger or a, or a predator. If you are being chased by a predator, you don't want blood going to digestion. You want blood going to arms and legs. Well, the problem with our society today is a lot of people are under chronic stress. And if they are under chronic stress, this means blood supply to the gut is going to be shut down. So you've got to look at the nervous system and get the nervous system checked. What we do at our office, we'll do a heart rate variability, rolling thermoscan, surface electromyography, um, standard and stress digital x-rays, I mean, thorough nervous system assessment. Next things that can cause gut damage, antibiotics. Now, there's a number of different medications that can cause gut dysfunction or damage of that intestinal wall. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about leaky gut. I mean, obviously, antibiotics can destroy the normal flora. It can destroy uh, what keeps you alive. Uh, but we're just going to touch on a few of the medications. And then we have genetically modified organisms, or GMOs. And particularly, when you look at the grains and corns and soybean, uh, that are sprayed with the glyphosates, or which is the herbicide produced by Monsanto, in order to increase crop production. Now, uh, this has never been tested on humans unless you look around your society. Look at the people that are eating this stuff, okay, and that's the experiment. Because uh, the Fraud and Deception Association, I mean, I'm sorry, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, they have approved this as generally recognized as safe. Uh, except with the lack of human studies, they're just guessing. And when you can see that it really does damage the intestinal tract, we're going to go over that. Also, vaccinations can damage the intestinal tract, and we'll give you um, some ideas on that and data, and then processed foods. So, we're just going to cover on those five areas. Now, let's look at antibiotics because 
antibiotics are passed out in so many different uh, categories or reasons for bladder infections, bowel infections, ear infections, bronchitis. And what you're going to see what the data shows is that you shouldn't take it for bronchitis, that if you have a life-threatening illness, it can save your life. However, passing this stuff out indiscriminately, antibiotics are typically poisonous molds. It can damage your intestinal tract. Uh, because bacteria protect your gut. Antibiotics destroy the bacteria. Uh, by destroying the bacteria, yeast can start to re uh, grow. And if the yeast grow, they have these hyphae or tendrils that can pierce the intestinal tract, leading to uh, leaky gut. Now, if you know that you can also get antibiotics in your water system, you can get it in your food supply, in the beef products or, um, you know, the standard uh, processed foods can actually have antibiotics in them. And then this can lead to leaky gut disorders. Now, according to the journal The Fungus Link, Volume 3, 2008, and they're talking about how antibiotics literally kill the beneficial bacteria in your intestinal tract causing the intestines to the intestinal bacteria to die and the yeast thrive. It's interesting. The Dr. John Pitt, uh, the genus Penicillum, and this is, was published in the Academic Press in 1979. I got to read this quote because, I mean, this is, you know, 40 years ago. And here, quote, it is ironic that this humble fungus hailed as a benefactor of mankind may by its very success prove to be a deciding factor in the decline of the present civilization. End of quote. So he's talking about penicillin, which was a poisonous mold discovered by accident that kills bacteria. And it took 20 years for the medical world to say, oh my God, okay, not only do we accept it, penicillin is a lifesaver. It's incredible. Uh, except the indiscriminate use of it is literally wiping out the normal gut flora. Uh, if you look at the New England Journal of Medicine, 2012, they say that by taking azithromycin, uh, this can poke holes in your intestinal tract. Oh my gosh. Now, if you take azithromycin, which is an antibiotic, it increases your risk of dying from a cardiovascular event by 250%. Yeah, it solves the infection by killing the person. Okay, that's probably not the most efficient way to do it. Uh, so w antibiotics look for where they're coming from, but uh, i got to tell you, it's also in the food supply. Now let's look at glyphosate. Now glyphosate is a patented antibiotic. It kills uh, beneficial bacteria and microorganisms in the soil and the intestinal tract. Now this was mind-boggling because, uh, again, they pr approved this glyphosate uh, on the, the idea that it's generally recognized as safe. It's called a grass approval. And now, they haven't done human studies on it because the glyphosates affect the shikimate pathway, which is only found in bacteria. However, unless you're a complete idiot and completely ignorant about human beings, you think that bacteria aren't essential for our life. 
Well, without our bacteria, we die. We're intimately connected to our bacteria, and we're dependent on them. Uh, in most studies on genetically modified organisms or the glyphosate studies, they're about 90 days long. That's right. They feed rats this stuff for 90 days. If they don't see any problem, then fine, it's approved for human consumption. Uh, however, there was a study published in the Journal of Food and Chemical Toxicology, and rats fed a type of genetically engineered corn for two years. Two years. Okay, now these are not the 90-day studies. Uh, this is two years. Now, uh, during this study, what they found was that disease really set in about the 13 months, so a little bit about a year into it. And then you're talking uh, severe liver damage, tumor, kidney damage at about four months. Now, how long were the Monsanto studies? 90 days. It's interesting that this study was retracted after it was published. Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay, now this is the, it was published in the Journal of Toxicology, uh, or Food and Chemical Toxicology. And when they retracted it, now when you get a study approved in a peer-reviewed um, journal, and it's approved, that's a huge process to go through. Well, this was removed because, it, well, why they removed it is interesting. They said that they didn't have a large enough sample size and that the rats they choose, chose weren't of a variety, okay, that these rats were more predisposed to tumors. Now, <laughs> they even said, quote, there was no misconduct and that unequivocally the editor-in-chief found no evidence of fraud or intentional misrepresentation of the data, end of quote. So there was no misconduct, no fraud. Uh, they, they didn't even falsify the data. The data was accurate. Okay. So why did they remove it? Well, it turns out that the decision to retract the paper was reached a few months after the appointment of a former Monsanto employee as editor for biotechnology, a position created for him at the Food and Chemical Toxicology Journal. Interesting. I know. Uh, let's look at Dr. Uh, Huber. Now, this, this guy, Emeritus Professor of Plant Pathology at Purdue University. This is a brilliant guy. Quote, future historians may well look back upon our time and write not about how many pesticides, pounds of pesticides we did or didn't apply, but how willing we are to sacrifice our children and future generations for this massive genetically engineered experiment that is based on flawed science, failed promises, uh, just to benefit the bottom line of a commercial enterprise. Wow. Okay, that's powerful. Uh, obviously, we have a leaky gut problem in our society. Glyphosates and antibiotics are contributing to it. Uh, they're right now, okay, and this was out of the Reproduction Toxicology Journal 2011. They're finding pesticides associated to genetically modified foods inside of uh, umbilical cords. That means that, see, these pathogens or these toxins that are designed to be um, a pollen 
that protects the plant from insecticides. So it's the, they're turning the pollen of a plant into an insecticide. It survives the cow's digestive tract, gets embedded in the meat, survives the cooking process, uh, survives the mother's digestion, and now it's getting into her offspring. Don't you want to go up to the Food and Drug Administration and say, how's that for your generally recognized as safe? Any infant studies? No, they're not, unless you look around our population. So now let's look at the um, vaccinations. Now, obviously, okay, there's over 22 different medical studies that show that vaccines are a causative factor or contributing factor to autism. Autism are the walking dead. When we look at 54% of our children have a chronic illness or disease, there's a problem with this. Uh, and I'm going to show you what a bowel pattern looks like in a normal human and what it looks like in an autistic okay, patient, and, and it's consistent. Now, we know, according to the Journal of Molecular Pathology, and this was 2002, they call it iliocolonic lymph nodular hyperplasia, a new form of inflammatory bowel disease that's associated with kids who get the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. Uh, now, there's also a condition called Asia, or autoimmune inflammatory syndrome induced by adjuvants. And this is also found in Gulf War, post-vaccination phenomenon. I mean, this is huge. And the kids today are mind-bogglingly sick. Now, we also have a number of medications that can cause bowel disorders, high blood pressure medications, anxiety medications, of course, the antibiotics, antidepressants, osteoporosis medications, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, cholesterol drugs. I mean, huge. One of the most popular, and this is over-the-counter, are the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Now, these block what's called a COX-1 enzyme. Now, this enzyme helps prevent ulcers by enhancing blood flow to the stomach and increasing production of protective mucus layers. Now, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs hinder all the protective mechanisms of the body or of the digestive tract. Uh, it limits the mucus production, it decreases the chemical bicarbonate, and it, it damages the lining of the stomach. Another medication that's popularly used are proton pump, pump inhibitors. And this, it's an antacid, the little purple pill, that can actually increase uh, throat cancers, even though that's what it's prescribed for. So what do you do? Oh, I know. It's, it's kind of like, wait a second. Our food is toxic. Our medications that are prescribed by our trusted healthcare professionals are poisonous. Um, our stress level is through the roof. No wonder guts are being destroyed. Now, if your gut is being destroyed, you will not survive on this planet. So this is what we have to do. Leaky guts exist. I'm going to show you how they exist. Number one, man, maintain the health of your gut. Get a healthy nerve supply. We have a number of different um, exercises and things you can do to stimulate that peristalsis and also to stimulate that parasympathetic nervous system. You've got to get out of that sympathetic dominant state. Uh, if you're taking prescription medications, find the problem and fix it. 
increase your healthy saturated fats. If you're putting something in your body, make sure it doesn't have antibiotics or chemicals associated with it. Okay, you have to increase your vitamin D3. Uh, you know, iodine, plant-based mineral supplement, vitamin C, probiotics, build your, your optimize your gut, gut flora. And if you've had damaged or poisoning in the past from the toxic environmental stuff that we have, you've got to get some juicing and blending. This is going to pre-digest it and it's going to start to heal the gut because we have to start cleaning out the arteries. Uh, when you look at um, the impaired impairment of the intestinal barrier, it's a key event in gastrointestinal diseases. And this is according to the Annals of New York Academy of Sciences. So antioxidant-rich foods, wild goji berries, blueberries, dark chocolate, and obviously depleting glutathione can cause an increased oxidative stress. So uh, eliminating things that will damage your gut and increasing things that are loaded with glutathione, such as garlic, onions, cruciferous vegetables. I, I mean, it, it seems too simple. Also, grains. If you've had a damaged gut, you have to go gluten-free and dairy-free. have to be gluten-free and dairy-free. If your kids have been damaged, and you'll see this, You'll see this in kids, I mean, all over the place. I was at a wedding this weekend, and probably a third of the people at this uh, uh, wedding were medical doctors. And we're talking there were six, uh, at least half a dozen pregnant women that I could see there uh, who were late term. And, you know, the pregnant women had dark circles around their eyes, which meant mineral deficiencies. You see these kids running around with these expanded abdomens, which means that their, their tummies are swollen, that there is an inflammatory response in the gut. And you see the little dark circles around their eyes, too, which is mineral deficiencies because of low stomach acid. So to see this damage done to the intestinal tract of these kids and knowing that this is part of their immune system, it's devastating. And, you know, I was talking to a neurosurgeon who's a brilliant guy, and he was asking me advice on what to do for his 15-month-old child. And I said, buddy, you got to get him on a gluten-free, dairy-free diet. Why? Because those gluten um, proteins and the casein proteins get get undigested through that wall of the intestinal tract into the bloodstream, and it can actually cause an inflammatory response. This is why when you see these undigested proteins from the leaky gut, it, it causes adrenal fatigue because the adrenal glands got to produce cortisol. Uh, the thyroid is going to be suppressed. So all of these conditions, such as uh, a leaky gut, low-functioning thyroid, I mean, adrenal fatigue, all of these could be preceded by that leaky gut. So you've got to heal the gut. Once your gut starts to heal, and leaky guts can start to heal in about 30 days, then you can start reintroducing raw dairy. You can start to rebuild the gut flora almost immediately with healthy bacteria, uh, with fermented foods. So look at how your body functions. When you look at how your body functions, it's really, really simple to get your body's healthy nervous system supply. You've got to get out of that sympathetic dominant state. 
regular movement and exercise. This is also going to help with digestion. Proper nutrition. Think about what you're putting in your system. Sufficient rest. That means every night in prayer and meditation. Now, we're going to have all of this information tonight. And I'm going to do something right now. I'm going to actually take a caller to see how this works. Now, I've only done this once before, and it didn't work out well. But uh, hello, caller. Do you have any questions? Well, that didn't work out real well either. Okay, so (laughs) eventually I'll have the show laid out to where we could actually take live questions. Uh, If you can and you have some questions, uh, great. Uh, We're going to have this talk tonight live on Facebook. Or if you can make it to the clinic, we have around 40 chairs in their standing room for about 50. Uh, So come on down. But realize that your body is self-healing and self-regulating. Leaky guts don't happen from bad luck or bad genes. The intestinal tract is one of the fastest healing areas uh, of your body. You can heal it. And health is your natural state. So look at the causes, and it's not bad luck or bad genes. Look at the causes, and your body will recover. This is guaranteed. <sighs> and <laughs> when you're building your gut flora, and and here's a trick too. Don't just get um, the standard probiotics, the standard kombucha. Mix it up. Get different bacteria from different sources. Get different fermented foods from different areas. So each food has a different bacteria. Look at your intestinal tract as an ecosystem. And this ecosystem is um, varied and, and full of diversity. If you put a healthy ecosystem in there, you're going to get a healthy gut function out of it. This is Dr. John Bergman. Your health advocate. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Uh, God bless you. I'm here for you. Just realize that your health is your natural state and you're designed to thrive on this planet. Go forth, live well, heal the gut. And remember, the gut health is everything. God bless you and I love you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.